Chapter Twelve of Facts and Fancies by Orpheus Everett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Chapter Twelve. Woman fainted, fell unconscious, overcome by heat or other, cause mysterious. Water, water! Cried the fleshy woman, flurried. She who'd lost her silk umbrella half a score or more of sisters were beside her in a moment pallid limp and lifeless lay the fallen form which they uplifted rubbed and fanned and duly sprinkled doing something without knowing what to do or how to do it four or five excited women all at one vociferated is there a doctor on this car nor was call thus made unheeded from a rearward seat uprising came a man no longer youthful nor yet old a man whose presence was commanding and inspiring grave he was in his demeanor yet not sad austere nor sullen self-possessed but not conceited in his manner he was manly gently pushing by the women patient's wrist he held a moment taking in the situation while the fluttering flock around him chattered and interrogated what do you think's the matter doctor prostration nervous isn't it looks to me more like heart failure and so many die of it now ain't it fits i have a neighbor that it has fits acts just like her maybe it's hysterics ain't it awful pale she must have fainted were among the interjections all of which he failed to notice then without a word of warning or a question from his pocket he drew forth a knife and thrust its long keen blade beneath her corsage ripping it from belt to neckband all the sisters standing speechless dumb with fear or consternation then with dignity retiring he resumed his seat unchallenged instantly the patient gasped and her bared chest resumed its functions soon to consciousness returning outer garments quickly pinned up she reclined in moody silence trained meanwhile at a way-station having stopped the silent doctor unobserved took his departure never seen just such a doctor in my born days never never said the first one to recover from amazement the fat woman don't believe he is a doctor said another gravely nodding run her round though mighty sudden yes he knowed what he was doin said the practical old farmer she's a come to if he'd let her if he'd waited he touched her said one neither wise nor witty seems to me he might have told us to unhook her not have spoiled her nice new garments if they were tight nice new garments 
if they were tight says another contemplating with compassion the sad victim they were not tight fools to think so the idea screamed the patient snapped like lightning when he cut em slyly whispered the old farmer with a merry senile chuckle something must have been the matter folks don't fall that way for nothing said a quiet thoughtful woman all she needed was a little campfire or jemmaki ginger i most always have some with me but somehow this time forgot it it is better than a doctor when there's nothing much the matter said a self-complacent female with an air of satisfaction better anything than doctors sick or well i hate despise them self-conceited false pretenders i can guess as well as they can what's the matter and their poisons well i'd rather take my chances with disease than with their doses they can't cure and don't relieve you all they care for is your money said a thin-lipped sharp-nosed woman of uncertain age and doubtful mental soundness as i thought then you must have been strangely favored to have lived as long as you have without feeling the greatest need of without knowing the greatest worth of men whom i think of all men are worthiest of admiration confidence and true affection said a woman whose appearance indicated blood and breeding though but plainly dressed and poorly it doesn't matter what my life's been nor how long i've lived nor whether i've been sick or well or sinful i have reason to know better than to trust your wicked doctors as some women do i know of holding up their shameless faces in the presence of their betters said the sharp-tongued woman flushing i'm not curious nor inquiring about personal experience life does not always leave its legends written plainly on our faces what we are to-day though is the sum and sequence of our have-beens and i speak from my experience when i say i think our best friends and most useful men are doctors not your ill-bred quacks pretenders ignorant and bold impostors advertising nostrum vendors but learned men endowed by nature with the qualities of healers men of conscience and knowledge sympathetic patient constant helpful with their heads and hands too gentler than the gentlest woman kinder than the kindest father whether we are sick or sinful said the lady with some feeling yes i know they're kind to sinners too kind some of them i've seen are much disposed to sin themselves too 
better far the consolation of religious and true men than the false kindness of such liars there's more healing in the prayers of faithful men and women than in all the drugs ever compounded a clear conscience and pure water open windows and clean bedclothes sleep and food are good for sick folks but they need the help of god too as for sinners they should seek for consolation doing penance for their sins until forgiven there is no other road to comfort all the kindness doctors do them is not kindness when the end comes said the thin-lipped woman warmly you perhaps have never known the needs of other ministrations always clean and always well fed never sinning never soul-sick you have never felt forsaken by both god and man an outcast homeless hopeless prayerless voiceless faith destroyed love deserted or transfigured into hatred all because of some great error which nor time nor prayers nor penance could correct nor compensate never felt the insurrection of a proud soul against customs cruel laws unjust exactions crushed and beaten into silence or submission by the blows of ignorance high-handed cruel you have never had a husband once beloved become a drunkard terrible inhuman brutal irreclaimable untruthful lost to every sense of duty lost to every sense of pity yet the father of your children cursed perhaps in their begetting no escape from his embraces cannot therefore comprehend the needs of souls thus bound and tortured what are prayers or exhortations to a woman thus environed trodden underfoot degraded what a pastor's cool assurance that god's will however mysterious must be cheerfully accepted that to murmur is rebellious and rebellion forfeits heaven that a martyr's crown is glorious to be prized above all riches what his mockery of sorrow saying at the feet of jesus you must lay down all your burdens and ask him to bear them for you jesus when the consolation that you need is bread and butter for your children and protection from the blows of a mad monster when to feel a strong arm round you though but for a moment only and to hear a word of kindness spoken with appreciation of your needs and inmost cravings without look of ostentation pity or reproach would help you do more toward your soul's salvation if in peril than the counsel or the prayers of pious persons doctors too are sometimes priestly more than priests in their relations 
to the sorrowful and troubled not alone in times of sickness or the martyrdom of childbirth but when death invades our households and lays hands upon our dearest when god's mercy is veiled from us and his justice darkly hidden when our hearts are sore with sorrow and our eyes with grief are blinded they know best then how to help us no more our strength and weakness than our pastors do or can know said the lady of experience let them touch you if you wish it i had rather be excused though i don't wish their arms around me i've no taste for such behavior said the doctor hating woman doctors do some good sometimes get well paid for it too i think said reflexively the woman who had sung the praise of ginger paid the doctors give more money time and charitable labor to the sick and poor and friendless than all others put together said the rather eulogistic advocate of ideal doctors men too often underrated by the flippant and conceited doctors interposed the preacher who had listened with attention to this womanly discussion doctors in a certain sense are all right good men but there's something wrong with science modern science doctors all should be believers but they are not not half of them i don't know of half a dozen downright earnest christian doctors no not more than one whose faith and practice justify the title he's not worth much as a doctor some admit that they believe in a first cause or supreme ruler of the universe but do not trust god's word for information nor believe that jesus christ was god incarnate nor the logos by which all things were created yet admit that such a person lived and died a great exemplar moral teacher and all that but nothing more some are agnotists do not know they say and therefore don't believe they say that they cannot without knowledge still they think they know a good deal more than others atheists they are in fact the followers of herbert spencer darwin huxley tyndale haeckel andrew white and fisk and winchell and that crew of learned scoundrels who deny that god made adam out of dust a perfect being through whom sin came by transgression on his part thus undermining the foundation of our faith in christian dogma man's lost condition and god's plan for his redemption i don't know what is the matter i've a brother a good doctor and a good man too as the world goes was before he studied science a believer and church member but he doubts or disbelieves now 
says he thinks with briggs and smith that scripture may not be unerring don't believe that inspiration comes from sources supernatural thinks he knows as much as i do or as any other man does about god and hell and heaven calls them myths or mental concepts modified by modern culture i've done all i could to save him but i can't convince the fellow science is the last invention of the devil for man's ruin i've no ill will toward the doctors but i'd rather do without them than to encourage modern science by endorsing their great virtues do you know that sharp-nosed woman that's so down on your profession i have knowed her forty years now she's a widder had a daughter and some property a doctor one of these yer travelin fellers smart as lightning and good-lookin made love to her got her money and then ran away with marthy i don't blame her for bein sassy said the gentleman in blue jeans in a sort of whisper to me do you know the other woman said i also confidential no i don't exactly know her but she hain't no common woman she's got sense and she's got courage and's as eloquent as doris doctors are no longer needed if they ever were as healers of the sick i mean such doctors as depend on drugs to cure us we have doctors now who teach us how to cure ourselves without them more efficient less expensive said a bright-faced sprightly woman with an air of transcendental esoteric theosophic sublimated satisfaction looking through her gold-rimmed glasses faith cure queried then the preacher well no not exactly faith cure christian science is the name of this new method of restoring health and vigor to the body said the young enthusiastic convert to a fad preposterous what's the difference i don't see it said the preacher or half growled it faith cures imply miracle and are effected if at all by supernatural power suspending natural laws responsive to the supplications of the faithful special acts of god while science cures indeed by application of great principles eternal doing violence to no law christian science is true science that is all there is about it said the plucky little woman when by whom was it discovered asked the somewhat baffled preacher christian science was discovered and has since been taught to others by a famous boston lady mrs eddy her book tells you all about it get it read it it will do you good to do so said the woman still undaunted 
christian science devilish nonsense why call christian why call science i suppose because it's neither neither christ nor the apostles ever said a word about it they were healers of the sick too pure immitigating humbug sneered the preacher much disgusted you may think so others do not quite as capable of judging said the advocate of science versus faith with smile sarcastic the biggest fools in god's world are silly women always chasing after foolish fads of some kind said the ministerial critic christian science is no fad sir names are nothing facts are potent principles are worthy credence only when by facts supported and you may have heard the legend that a man is as he thinketh which is truth and christian science only makes an application of that principle it cures too there can be no doubt about it said the philosophic female ever cure consumption or a cancer or a case of smallpox couldn't cure a hoss i reckon said the skeptical old farmer winking at me very slyly no nor mules nor human asses sharply snapped the witty woman the joke was old but we all laughed every one who heard except the ancient maiden prim and proper and the sentimental widow leaning on the masher's shoulder End of chapter 12